Chapter 13 Lacking Joy and Peace Be content with such things as ye have, for he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13 5 There are many people who profess to have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, but who assert that they have no joy and peace as a result of that belief. They don't make this profession by union with the Christian church or in any open manner, but when they are pressed about the matter of personal salvation, they will sometimes tell us, I do believe in Christ, but still I am so unhappy and miserable that I cannot believe that I am saved. They basically are saying that they know that the Word of God declares that whosoever believes in Jesus is not condemned, John 3, 18, but they say that they have believed in Jesus, yet are still haunted with fears of condemnation that lead them to believe that they have not been delivered from the wrath to come. I speak to tender hearts, or to those who desire to have tender hearts. I speak to those who have their faces toward Jerusalem, though as yet they are traveling in the dark. If you really desire to obtain joy and peace through believing, we trust that God may bless you to obtain it. While valuing joy and peace, take care that you do not overestimate them. Remember that although joy and peace are eminently desirable, they are not infallible evidences of safety. There are many people who have great joy and much peace who are not saved, for their joy springs from a mistake, and their peace is the false peace that rests upon the sand of their own imaginations rather than upon the rock of divine truth. It is certainly a good sign that spring is come, that you find the weather to be so warm, but there are very mild days in winter. I must not therefore infer that because the heat of the sun is at such and such a degree, therefore it is necessarily spring. On the other hand, we have cold days that, if we had to judge by such evidences, might indicate that we were in November rather than May. And so, joy and peace are like fine sunny days. They come to those who have no faith, who are in the winter of their unbelief, and they may not visit you who have believed. If they do come, they may not abide, for there may be cold weather in May, and there may be some sorrow and some distress of mind even to a truly believing soul. Therefore, understand that you must not look upon the possession of joy and peace as being the absolutely necessary consequence of your being saved. A man may be in the lifeboat, but that lifeboat may be so tossed about that he may still feel himself exceedingly ill and consider himself to be still in danger. It is not his sense of safety that makes him safe, for he is safe because he is in the lifeboat, whether he is sensible of this or not. Understand then that joy and peace are not infallible or indispensable evidences of safety, and they certainly are not unchanging evidences. The brightest Christians lose their joy, and some of those who stand well in the things of God and concerning whom you would have no doubt entertain a great many suspicions about themselves. Joy and peace are the elements of a Christian, but he is sometimes out of his element. Joy and peace are usually found in him, but there are times when, with fightings within and wars without, 2 Corinthians 7 5, 
his joy departs, and his peace is broken. The leaves on the tree prove that the tree is alive, but the absence of leaves will not prove that the tree is dead. True joy and peace may be very satisfactory evidences, but the absence of joy and peace during certain seasons can often be accounted for on some other hypothesis than that of there being no faith within. To trust Christ because you just feel happy is irrational. Now suppose someone should have said during the last financial panic, I feel sure that the bank my money is in is safe. Why? Because I feel so easy about my money. Anybody would say to him, That's no reason. Suppose he said, I feel sure that my money is safe. And you had said, What is the reason? Because I believe the bank is safe. Oh, you say, That is right enough. That is a good reason. In the first case, you put the effect in the place of the cause and try to make that a cause, but you can't do that. Maybe someone would say, I have got a large estate in India. How do you know? Because I feel so happy in thinking about it. Why, you fool, you say, that's no proof whatsoever, not the slightest. But if he says to you, I feel very happy, and you ask him why, and he replies, Because I have got an estate in India, you might consider that a good reason. A person may be thankful for that which he rightly possesses, but to make joy and peace the evidence of facts from without is supremely ridiculous. For someone to say, I know I am saved because I am happy, is most irrational, while to be happy because you are saved is proper enough. Oh, I pray, take care that you do not act irrationally before God in this way. Here's another example. Suppose that I am in fear about the health of some dear friend. Well, I say, I would like to have my friend healthy, but I want to feel myself safe about that friend. I don't know anything about the state of my friend just now, and I am uneasy. If I could feel at ease, then I would be convinced that my friend was well. You would justly reply, There is no connection between the two things. The proper mode of procedure is to try and find out whether your friend is well, and then you will feel at ease. However, you now say, I would believe I was saved if I felt happy. Is there any reason in that? On the contrary. First of all, believe that you are saved, and then happiness will come of it. You cannot believe that you are saved while you persist in doing what God does not tell you to do, that is, to look to your own joy and peace instead of looking to the finished work of Jesus Christ. Christian men and women are only men and women, and they may have a bad liver or a gallstone attack or some trial, and then they get depressed if they have ever so much grace. I would defy the Apostle Paul himself to help it. But what then? Then you can get joy and peace through believing. I am the subject of depressions of spirit so fearful that I hope none of you ever get to such extremes of wretchedness as I go to, but I always get back again by this. I know that I trust Christ. I have no reliance except in Him, and if He falls, I will fall with Him. But if He does not fall, I will not fall. Because He lives, I will live also. 
and I spring to my legs again and fight with my depressions of spirit and my melancholy, and I get the victory through it. You can do so, too, and you must, for there is no other way of escaping from it. In your most depressed seasons, you are to get joy and peace through believing. Ah, someone says, but suppose you have fallen into some great sin, what then? That is even more reason for you to cast yourself upon him. Do you think that Jesus Christ is only for little sinners? Is he a doctor who only heals finger aches? It is not faith to trust Christ when I do not have any sin, but it is true faith when I am heinous and vile and filthy. When I have messed up and have fallen during the day, and have done serious damage to my joy and peace, I can go back again to that dear fountain and say, Lord, I never loved washing as much before as I do tonight, for today I have made a fool of myself. I have said and done what I should not have done, and I am ashamed and full of confusion. But I believe that Christ can save me, even me, and I will rest in Him still.